1: It's Monday. That means it's time for the WWE Raw Wrestling Inc. After Show. And have we got a show for you. We've got Akira Tozawa training the next champions. We've got Gunther and Bronson Reed just slapping the heck out of each other. And we have new tag team champions. But before we get into all of that, allow me to introduce the crew. I'm Jack Farmer being joined by Jimmy Corderis and... Mr. Fashion himself Justin Labar tell us a bit about your star-studded weekend
2: I, I was definitely uh I was like I don't need to be here they don't need me here you know and I, <laughs> when I when I when I walk into the backstage area where they, where they, they take me to the backstage area I mean first off the, the event was top-notch absolutely incredible David Allen Fashion Show I walked in the first one in 2016 which was no amateur hour this one was just Ten times bigger, bigger stage, incredible production crew. I mean, uh, you know, cues of where to go. You know, and then and I knew there's some surprises. And I and I get escorted to where I need to go backstage. And then all of a sudden, there's Wiz Khalifa just sitting there uh, <laughs> doing what Wiz Khalifa does. And I'm like, oh my! I'm like, like this. Like I'm just, what am I doing here? But it was no, it was a great time, a hell of a time. Uh, um, I got to got to talk to um, Caleb Braxton, uh, WWE's Caleb Braxton. Oh, who I yeah. never met before. Uh, very very. Uh, very nice individual to talk to She was, she was great. Uh, got to see, uh, Danielle Monet, uh, the former summer Ray. Haven't seen her in years since she was with WWE. She's a sweetheart. Great to catch up with her. Um, just, I mean, just a hell of a list. I could go on and on and name drop again. Did not, they did not need me there. I was very honored to be there. Uh, so
1: now the, the question is, was, was, was Wiz wearing black and yellow?
2: He was no, he was not.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that sounds awesome! I mean, what it, like very cool to hear you're mm-hmm. hobnobbing it up with all of the stars. And look, Justin, I'll do it for you. I think they needed you there. They needed someone like you to ground it with someone who can really pull off a suit and not just lean on their star power.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it was a brand new custom suit.
0: I, it was the best I've best I've looked in a while.
1: <laughs> wow. Well. Jimmy,
0: how's your fantasy football team doing uh you know what I didn't do a fantasy league this year uh you know it just didn't happen I can't uh, I can't give you a good reason why it didn't wish I could come up with a good story to say why but you know it just didn't happen this year
1: that's a long way to get to saying that my team's doing better than yours we got another <laughs> big win baby <laughs> uh,
0: don't, don't look at my team they were they were in England and didn't do too well
1: it's a, um, yeah. Well, I was I had one of those weeks where I had it wrapped up Sunday night, and I still had two players that hadn't even gone yet. So, wow, great, great day. Same. Great,
2: great week. I went, in, I, I went into to tonight's Monday Night Football. My players were all done. My opponent still had Dak Prescott to play. And I had done so well yesterday that I already had a 90% chance of winning. So, unless Dak was going to walk on water, which he ain't, <laughs> it's all me. Four and two, baby.
1: Do you get that fear sometimes where you still have that like one player left and you're winning? but You're like, what if they run backwards and just <laughs> destroy my team somehow? What if they do something that causes me to lose the game? But uh, was not the case. Uh, we got some big – by the way, a lot of folks here in the chat, good to see that I haven't seen before or haven't seen in a long time. So good to see you. Like, comment, share, subscribe. Let's talk a little bit about the big news that's been going around. Dave Meltzer – Uh, is saying that Vince McMahon's power in WWE is, quote, clearly marginalized, saying it was recently reported that Vince McMahon is no longer in charge of WWE's creative process, nor will he be contributing to this division anytime soon. What's more, the decision was made uh, by Ari Emanuel, the CEO of Endeavor. On the latest edition of Wrestling Observer Radio, Dave Meltzer noted, that it shows McMahon's power in WWE is limited now that the company has merged with UFC to form TKO Group Holdings, uh, saying, quote, McMahon was the guy making all the decisions, and now Vince was, in fact, overruled, even though when he merged the company, he was told this would not happen. It did happen. It's a really interesting thing, and that statement when Ari Emanuel was talking about the reasons the stock is down, and he mentioned Vince's name, it is very interesting. I think what is going to happen, but Vince's power clearly marginalized. There's no way around that. Uh, Justin, of course, here in the wrestling world, hearing anyone uh, overrule Vince McMahon just feels weird. Uh, but maybe I've been, maybe I've been watching too much Succession. I feel like this is just how it goes in these big power situations.
2: Yeah. Well, first off, I think it's important um, to. Identify the context of what Ari said it, and I went to actually to, to see it and hear it for myself. When he mentioned about the stock being down, and he mentioned Vince's name, some people have have have, mis- have interpreted the quote as like Vince like in bad PR or something like that. What what he was actually saying, and then he stopped himself short of saying it, was was he was basically alluding to the Vince has some stock that he he stopped short of saying selling, but he was basically. For, but if you if you listen to it, it basically sounds like Vince has a. Uh, a, a large portion of shares that he's going to maybe cash in on and sell, mm-hmm. uh, which oftentimes happens if somebody is looking to finally you know get their payout and maybe take a maybe take a little step back or something. So he stopped short of saying Vince is going to sell, almost like almost like he called himself like, oh, I don't know if I should be breaking that news, but it is still important because that the, that then would kind of make you start to believe that like okay. You know, if Vince is cashing in a little bit, you know, I I know I know he's in better shape than anybody else on this planet of his age. But if he is starting to cash in a little bit, and we are seeing, we can see that Triple H has got more, you know, his his plan is being executed. We 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 hear the morale and from those there that it is Triple H that's there, and it is Triple H that's given the day to day marching order. So it does kind of all point towards that, whether by Vince's choosing or by uh, by by the by the new group as a as a as a whole's decision, that it does seem like Vince is. He's never going to be completely pushed aside, but it does feel like that there is a different direction. Vince is not the sole final say anymore. Um, and so, look, I, and, and it makes sense. If you're seeing good production and you're seeing all these, uh, and I mean production, meaning results, if you're seeing good results, which WB is with all their business right now in terms of how the program is going, if you're seeing and hearing that people's morale is up, and oh, by the way, if you're seeing that Triple H, who's 30 years younger than Vince, uh, who, you know, you would want to go in that direction and say, look, we're going to, we're going to, you know, if, if we're going to empower somebody like Triple H and give him this title, we have to let him do his job. We can't, you know, and that's, that's, what I've been learning more and more about this Ari Emanuel guy. And, and from what I'm learning from people about his pre- past business practices is he's very much all about, if you have the job title, you do the job and there needs to be a clear pecking order and everybody needs to know that you do the job. We can't have somebody behind closed doors doing puppet strings. So it's a crazy thing. Conversation I have, and I'd love to hear Jimmy because Jimmy worked there under Vince, but it does feel like it is a it is a new a new day. Yes, it is.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jimmy, I can't wait to hear your thoughts on this situation with Vince McMahon. Again, maybe I've watched too much succession, but I just <sighs> I can't get this visual in my head that this is out of my head that this is just Vince finding his time like a lion in the bushes, just waiting for his chance to take over the whole thing. I I I'm never counting out Vince McMahon, Jimmy, but Uh, what are your thoughts on this whole situation? The idea that maybe Vince isn't part of what we see on TV anymore.
0: Well, it's very interesting that, you know, trying to figure this whole thing out with Vince and where he's going and what's the direction, because knowing the Vince McMahon that I knew when I worked there and the years after when I left, here's a guy who liked to be in control of his product. He wanted to be the voice of the direction they were going, you know, kind of sometimes he would sit back and let others – Take the lead, but he would always be in control. Like Justin said, I don't want to say puppet strings in entirely, but you know what I mean? He kind of he ran the show. Let's put mm-hmm. it that way. And he also had this aura about him where, you know, I, I can understand some talents being a little bit intimidated. You know, and, and like you said, Justin, a guy for his age looking great. I can't wait to see what Billy Gunn looks like when he gets to, to Vince's age. But that's the only guy I could think of. Uh, sorry, went off a little yeah. <laughs> on a tangent there. But, uh, you know, it's it's very interesting. Maybe this is Vince thinking maybe it is time for me to take a step back and let others take the reign and only interject myself when needed. Because like you said, Justin, the business is from a business perspective, they're doing well. They're making money. They're making good money right now. And, you know, these new television deals and everything's in the works. Let Vince work behind the scenes on that sort of stuff and do the business aspect. Let others run the in front of camera stuff. And when need be, I'm sure Vince will make his voice known.
1: Yeah. And it's um, we got a super chat, by the way, already about this uh, from uh, Sadzilla saying, Vince getting worked after a hundred years of working to everyone else is so satisfying Ari the new big baby face push him uh, you know Justin what you said about everyone doing their own jobs and things like that I, I think about when you take when you get out of the idea of the wrestling side of it the whole idea of everyone just do their job makes so much sense in the sense that from Ari's standpoint he's probably looking at this like if this was the movie industry I wouldn't have the CEO of uh, paramount worrying about what a script says i would be having the ceo of paramount doing bigger things like let the writer worry about the script that's their job and when you think of it that way it feels like yeah no duh vince shouldn't be involved in creative that seems so i don't want to say below him but kind of like he he's got bigger things to worry about
2: well that i think it's a great analogy you make about the studio um and also i think again if you have a fresh set of eyes like you know like like the guys like ari and these guys from endeavor that are coming in They have this fresh set of eyes, and it's like, well, you know, yes, Vince, you've you've obviously you've 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 took this industry to places it never, you know, could have been dreamed of. But then you also go, okay, why is an eighty year old going to be in charge of what's going to be topical to an audience that we're trying to aim for that is decades young? You know, so I I do think when you have somebody fresh set of eyes coming in, that's that's not a rocket science. You know, we've all I think all said that at some point or another in the last ten years. But when you have a fresh set of eyes and a fresh set of eyes that have power, like Mm -hmm. Ari Emanuel does. Uh, to enact that, and, and I think again too, like I and that 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 super chat comment, I don't. It's too early to say if Vince got worked. I understand what that comment meant, meaning like you know Ari sells like this big great thing is happening and WWE, you know Vince make a whole lot of money and then and then turn around and push Vince aside and giving the keys fully to Triple H. It's way too early to tell if that's how this is going to ultimately transpire. History. Well, we'll talk about that in a year. Let's see, but I'll just say this: we can't really say Vince got worked. Vince still made a lot of money off of this. So I don't think anybody can be classified as being, you know, if that's getting worked. Yeah, work. I'll do the job all damn day. Like yes. that's. So I think uh, I think I think it's, let's keep that perspective. Okay.
1: Yeah, sign me up for sign yeah. me up for that work because I I will take that any day of the
2: week. What did the job squad used to say? Pin me, pay me.
1: <laughs> yes, me one hundred percent. Like I said, I still think that Vince is going to find a way. I I never count out Vince. I can't, I can't do it. Just can't can't count him out. It'll never happen. I'll. No. He'll have a funeral, and I will like see his gravestone, and I'll still be like, he's not done yet. Mm. Something's something's brewing. (laughs) uh, Well, we got to get to the show. Let's talk about this pro wrestling thing. But before we do, as always, uh, if you're watching, please like, comment, share, subscribe, leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Copy the link and send it to your friends on social media. If you're a lurker, as always, shout out to all the lurkers just hanging out. Or if you're in the chat, I want to give you a shout out. Uh, Sadzilla, Blue Chew, Bernie DC, Max Feldman, Dream Realm. Uh, We got uh, George. We've got Official Rebellious. Haven't seen you before. Good to see you. Official Tox Kazim, MDB999, Ethan Cruz. I saw uh, Isa back there a second ago, but Montez, Maria, David, everyone else. Thank you guys so much. Tori the Lurker, Bear Hudson, Dylan Matthews. I appreciate all of you guys. Thank you so much for being here. Let's talk about the show. We start things off. By the way, I forgot to mention it's the, uh, it's the, the season premiere. If they didn't drive that home throughout the show, and uh, the third time that Michael Cole has missed a show, I feel like that was bigger. I feel like that was the biggest news of the week is that Michael Cole wasn't here. But uh, Sami Zayn comes out and says he feels lonely without Kevin Owens on Raw, it says he's a world champion caliber wrestler and he's sick of Judgment Day. So here comes the judgment day. They want to get rid of Sammy permanently. And before they do, Jay Uso comes out with some chairs and chases them off. Later, Sammy tells Jay that he lost his friend, uh, his title. And it's all because of Jay. Jay says it is what it is. Uh, and he's sorry. And then Sammy says, he's sorry about being mean. And so they eat and they're happy and they're all good. Now, uh, Jimmy, we're seeing this kind of new side of Sammy where he's, he's definitely alluding to the fact that he may be,
0: The next guy to be a world champion. Yeah, you you got that feeling. And obviously, you know, when you talk about ticking boxes, as I like to talk about, he does tick all those boxes. He's hitting all the right notes. And the biggest box that he's ticking is the audience is into him. He's maybe not, maybe not LA Knight like into him, but they are, they are really backing Sami Zayn and they're behind him. So that they're your biggest uh, barometer. So to speak, um, whether this is leading to a world championship, uh, in the future, I don't know, but he is definitely working his way up the card as, as a top caliber babyface because uh, the crowd is really, really into him right now.
1: Yeah, Justin, I was watching this the whole time thinking about how uh, Judgment Day said they want to get rid of Sami Zayn permanently. Uh, I don't know why they didn't just ask Cody to get him traded.
2: That's all it takes. <laughs> Take a little front, little front office maneuvering. That's all it takes. <laughs> I
1: mean, it seems pretty easy. I don't know. Just ask for it. You can get whatever you want. Just,
0: ask, yeah, just, yeah. just, just, just call in some favors. Yeah.
1: Was, uh, uh... How how'd you feel about the start of the season?
2: <laughs> well, I despise season premiere uh, <laughs> and, and something that has no off season. But um, yeah. no, you know what? I, I, I have to say this first off. Uh, I would have never believed anybody if they would have told me five years, seven years ago. That Sami Zayn is going to be of enough status to them that he can be the first person we send out on a season premiere show, a show that they do try to like you know hype up a little bit more, uh, and much less not just send him out there, but send him out there on the mic to cut a promo, not even to do a match, but to be on the mic.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and
2: this is a guy who and I and I eat my words and say, you know, when he first, especially when he first you know came over to to, to Raw and SmackDown, I'm like here's a guy who he's most famous for previously wrestling under a mask and be called and, and being called generic like right. i just i just i just saw him as a very bland guy who was another guy who could who work in the ring do some stuff but he uh a, a huge credit to him and what he's been able to do to create to make sammy Zayn a personality to make it somebody who when you hear the music like and, and can come out and, and give me an interesting promo that has emotion and has investment into it so Um, just want to give my, my, my shout out to Sammy Zane, but overall, I thought this was good. I mean, it, 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 we are, and then there is advancement tonight. There is a lot of like, it is starting to get a little more repetitive with, um, the dance that we're doing here of, of, of a a rotation of characters around judgment day. Um, so, but, but they did at least deliver on how they finished tonight. It got interesting. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. I was actually pretty excited about, well, I don't know excited is the word, but, I kind of like how they had the tension between Sammy and Jay and then Sammy just said, Oh, never mind. I'm just gonna squash it. Cause I was kind of thinking, are we going to do this tension between Sammy and Jay again? I feel like this is like a, like it's fun, but it also is a little bit like, okay, we've seen this for like two years now. The, are they friends? Are they not friends? Are they friends? Are they not friends? Um, so I'm kind of glad they said never, we're, we're going to squash that move on. Next thing, or at least so it appears. Yeah. Uh, we get a match, and it's a heck of a match, by the way. I, I should say, by the way, as far as the uh, the new season thing, it kind of bugs me, too. I wish they'd at least do some things to change the show up, like if they were going to do it, like a new set, a new song, a new something, just to make it feel like it's different.
0: One one thing I wish they would change up, and I know uh, I, I may have mentioned this before, is yes, I understand you want to entice your audience to come back after a commercial break, And by introing the first person of the match, and then they come back from commercial and they go to a backstage segment or a promo segment or something else or a video package before they introduce these, the second contestant, you know what, when you come back from break, go to the match, you can put that stuff on in between matches. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm sorry. It just, it just, I don't understand the logic behind it. You know, having someone sitting in the ring waiting for the other person to come in and it takes them like, four or five minutes
1: yeah that kills me and it's also weird if you're there live and you see the poor person just kind of (laughs) like walking around in the ring trying to kill time um but uh speaking and you're alluding to of course ricochet who came out uh first and then we got a bunch of stuff that we'll talk about in a second uh we get a pre-tape promo from shinsuke then we get the match and it is a big one we got fighting through the guerrilla station, flip it off of uh, guardrails, but it's Shinsuke who gets the win. Jimmy, this is, I love to ask you this kind of question here. Ricochet, he, he didn't get the win, but do you think he did enough in this one to move himself in a positive
0: direction going forward? I wish I could say yes, but I think it's, it's a, a step sideways for me. I don't think he, you know, we always talk about getting over without going over, Ricochet, we've been waiting this for this forever. It just he just doesn't go over enough. Eventually, you know, getting over without going over runs its course. And mm-hmm. Ricochet needs to go over at some point to continue that momentum. It just feels like he's stagnant right now, at least for me, anyways.
1: Yeah, this was Justin, it was the classic example of a match that I think as a wrestling fan, like this is great. I mean, this like they're fighting all over the place, they're jumping off of things, hard hitting. Two guys that is fan like wrestling fans seem to be really behind. It ends, and I do just kind of leave myself wondering, well, what's next? I don't know what's next for either of them at this point. Uh,
2: I, I do wonder what is next, because you I mean Nakamura gets a win, but um you know he just failed several attempts at winning the world title from Seth Rollins. So I you know like yeah where 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 do you go at this point? He beat Ricochet but everybody beats Ricochet. Look, Ricochet first off the compliment I'll give him you know I I I this past weekend I was on TV I watched Rush Hour for the first time in, in years. Uh, and all the great things that I watched Jackie Chan do and probably took 10 different takes with the great stunt work. Ricochet looks like he can do it in one take with the way that he runs up the video screen wall and flips the way they they got every I mean, no Hollywood here, you got one take to get it right and make it look good. So I'll give that Ricochet is their ultimate stuntman. That said, that's what he is. He is an amazing must see stuntman. But I think we saw it and we heard it when he had the Logan Paul feud. He just does not talk. He's somebody again, you want to see what he can do live. You know, I, I think it's I think when you buy a ticket, you are interested in seeing him. Do a shooting star press, or what's he going to do it off of? And that's his appeal, and that's his attraction. And I think that wb's kind of accepted that that's his ceiling, that's where he's at right now. He's a guy we'll put out there, we'll let him do some crazy stunts, and he's going to be a great, great gift and everything like that. But uh, you know, kind of what Jimmy's saying, I don't think that they plan for anything more for him. I don't think they ever plan and see him trying to actually be somebody who can get on the mic and sell a, and sell a premium live event match. I think it is all. I think they. I think they kind of tested that with Logan Paul. Here uh, we're going to try to put this viral match, and I think as we all discussed. Uh, on this podcast months ago when we were, when we were building to that Logan Paul verbally outshined him. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I, and I, I think that's just kind of, that's where Ricochet is. It's, it's hey, it's a great career. I'm sure he's getting paid. Well, you can live that WWE career and be a mid Carter who can, you know, steal the show with some viral moments, but uh, I don't think that he's ever going to be a guy that they're building any kind of show or major story around. Yeah. I'm
1: struggling to think of the last big win he had, um, I think maybe when he was doing that ricoch- or uh, yeah, Ricochet, Shinsuke, Bronson Reed kind of triangle they were doing. But those were all very like people were getting involved and no one got really clean wins there. I can't really remember his last clean win that felt like a a big win. I think you'd probably have to go back to when he was teaming with Braun Strowman, if I'm not mistaken, uh, that he had a, a big win, uh, which is a shame because I think he's likable. But you, you guys are right. I just don't know. I don't see him winning any championship anytime soon and if you're not going to win a championship it becomes really hard to emotionally invest in in you and 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 i always
2: look with ricochet too i enjoyed him uh and jack I, i went out to your neck of the woods uh and saw him when lucha underground was still a thing and and they had him under a mask he was prince puma and what i loved was they created such a backstory of this Prince Puma character. I think even Conan was involved, if I m- remember right. And it's like I wish—I almost wish now in hindsight that WWE would have done something like that. I understand they don't like to put guys like him under a mask because they like facial expressions. You know, Rey Mysterio is, a, is, a, is, a, is, a, is an exception to the rule. Uh, they like guys being able to show their face and be marketable. So I get that they didn't w- wouldn't want to have him do something like that, but I still think that uh, now looking at how things are and, th- and where he is positioned, I, I wish that we could – have created another a, a, a different character for him to portray and, and have more backstory. And that might've, um, might've complimented the high flying stuff even more rather than him just being a high flying stuntman.
1: Something right. that friend of the show Dylan Matthews uh, has said a few times in the chat is that it's time to turn ricochet heel. Justin, do you think that that's the right move or do you think that he's just someone who's too lovable?
2: Uh, well, I, I think his style doesn't lend it to being a heel. You know, all, a lot of the moves he does are, are, are pop eliciting, moves and i think you'd have to tone that i I think i think if he's working in the ring of the baby face the baby face would almost be like all right tone that down a little bit you're making this harder and i then you try to tell me what 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 kind of actions or words is he going to do that's going to make me i i think it's going to come off even more of a struggle i think it's going to come off of him playing bad guy wrestler yeah is how i would think maybe again i i just ate my words a few minutes ago about what i said about Sami zayn but, but maybe, maybe he'd surprise me. But I, the ricochet that I've seen, I think he'd be trying to play wrestler.
0: It, 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 in my opinion, I, I agree with you, Justin. But I think it can work if he were to, let's say, you know, obviously we haven't seen him speak in a heel sort of fashion. So we don't know if that's there or if he has it in him. Maybe he does. But, you know, like you said, his his appeal to the crowd is, and to the audience is those moves, those incredible moves that he does. What if he's, you know, got someone set up for one? Looks like he's about to perform it and goes, nah, and just does a simple stomp or, you know, a punch and kick and just refuses to do (laughs) do the incredible stuff that that people want to see from him. I don't know if that's maybe a a direction to go.
1: An eye gouge from the top rope. Just jumps down
0: his finger and pokes him in the eye. That's
2: the kind of stuff, honestly, that I would expect if AEW ever wants to turn Orange Cassidy heel. (laughs) (laughs) You know? Yeah.
1: (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm. So he would just like fall off the top rope with his fingers mm-hmm. out. Uh, well, yeah. So uh great match, but yeah. I, and as we said, I mean, we'll, we will, we will move on, but Shinsuke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, he had his shot at the big one. So I don't know what his next thing is, but we'll have to see.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, we got well, when, well, we did get popcorn to the eyes in this match. So that's, uh, I think, yes. first time for me. <laughs> Uh, well, someone who has no problem
1: finding what she's going to do next. Chelsea Green uh, talks trash to a half the women's division uh, before Tegan Knox talks some trash back. Uh, eventually, we get Natalia versus Piper Niven. Uh, comes down into Natalia running into Chelsea Green, which allows Piper to get the win. Afterwards, they beat up Natalia until Tegan Knox makes the save. Jimmy, this feels like it's um, pretty much. Paint by numbers were created in a tag team to challenge for the titles.
0: Yeah, that's how it feels. And and again, it, using the Natty to do what she does best is get some of the women over. And we saw a lot of women tonight on the show. Uh, you know, it, it is a deep roster. So, you know, this is just, uh, again, setting up a tag match for the future. And yeah, it was okay. I don't have an issue with it. It's just the didn't stand out and wow me let's put it that way Uh, Justin this was of course
1: the story I think here is and we talked about it at the top Triple H is obviously putting things together creatively and we see Tegan Knox, who I believe is a is someone Triple H is a big fan of this whole thing felt like it was setting up Tegan Knox to lend her credibility does it feel like she's earned that credibility here
2: I don't think she's earned it yet, but I agree that this is that a lot of this project is around getting her. Uh, they it's trying to build up some some momentum, and some consistency. Uh, obviously, she's as as they outlined in the in the videos of the past. You know, she's had a lot of stop and goes in her career with WWE and NXT. So that's yeah. A lot of this all feels like that's that she's the result of what they're trying to do. She's the project that they're trying to trying to build up uh, as they build this division. And and I'd be remiss if I didn't bring this up because I I, I just. <laughs> I reacted to it live and then I saw the internet as the internet was going to do as Natty comes out and she does the, the Bret Hart, you know, give the glasses, uh, stick to the, to the young female fan, the, the, the handsy young boy who was feeling, he was oozy <laughs> <laughs> just, I don't know. I had to bring it up. It was because I saw, shot. I, I, I opened up, I opened up the Twitter app and it just like, was, that's all anybody could, could could focus on and good and good on Natalia for being a professional and just kind of, she just kind of shrugged it off in the moment. Yeah. but That's how, you know, she's been doing it for a while as she's you know. mo- kept,
1: kept the show moving on. But uh, um, yeah, this was one of those, um, you know, one of the funny things, I don't know. I, th- I thought it was funny when, when Chelsea green's talking to these people backstage, I got a kick out of Nikki Cross looking so like dark and brooding while everyone else is like, it's like Katana Chance and Caden Carter. They're the party girls. You got Tegan Knox with her colorful hair. And then in the back is Nikki Cross, like in all black, like covered. I don't know why that just, I seem to like all the people who are in the background of videos. She, she popped me there. I, 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 it feels like that's a, there's a, it's funny how many talented people they have in the women's division on raw, where you've got all of these characters that are just for a backstage segment. And we, st- mm-hmm. and we have a fi- like We'll talk about it. But we have a whole, a whole bunch of people in the title picture as well. It's crazy. Um, mm-hmm. but we move on and we get to, uh, Seth Rollins coming to the ring and Seth Rollins, uh, he explains what happened last week and then invites drew McIntyre, who comes out and says, I want you at 100%, but I'm not babysitting you. Seth points out that Drew is chatting up Rhea and Drew downplays it. So Rollin, uh, Seth Rollins says, uh, shut up about the bloodline. Drew digs into the history of how he got where he is and what's happened and why this match is so important for both of them. Uh, later, Drew says that he talks to Sammy. He says he's, he was cool with Sammy, but he's upset that he forgave Jay Uso. And now they're going to have a fight next week. Uh, Justin, these two segments um, I thought were really, really good by Drew McIntyre. Some of my favorite stuff he did uh, is particularly just talking about the history of the pandemic and how all these moments he's always dreamed of have kind of been robbed from him. Justin, uh, talk to me a little bit about this promo.
2: Yeah, I, I liked the promo. I, I did. I, um, it, you know, it had a lot of felt like it had like a lot of honesty into it. A lot, it was a really authentic feeling so i thought it was a great promo for what to me again is more of the same where i i don't believe that drew is going to walk away as champion and beat seth it's the same thing i kind of felt with seth and nakamura i i i don't and i don't i can't articulate why i don't know if it's because they already kind of went there i don't know but i still like the promo i like the attempt and I like the wrinkle with the stuff with he and Rhea. I did notice it last week when they were in the background, so I'm glad they they brought that Easter egg to the forefront this week because, again, it gets my mind swirling of, like, what could happen. Is Rhea saying, look, you either beat Seth or if you don't, you get your ass back up and you kick the shit out of him and so that way Damien can come in and cash in? Like, again, I I like the, the creative uh, possibilities that this could be, I like the seed and that when we water it, what, what could come from it? So I'm intrigued in the match at crown jewel because of all the extra that could go down. I don't think Drew's going to be going into survivor series as the champion on Monday night, but that doesn't mean you still don't put your best foot forward and trying to give me the best drew McIntyre presentation as you can. And and again, back to what you said, I thought the promo was that tonight.
1: Yeah, Jimmy, they, he continued great. I thought great promo. And of course with Sami Zayn again, leaning into that you don't know what it's like to be a champion you've (laughs) never been there uh kind of foreshadowing and we got a super chat i want to get to from sadzilla who says i can actually see sammy doing the fighting champion thing way better than seth i always fast forward seth uh, i'm so done with the song and him uh sadzilla seth clearly being the reason why sadzilla is sadzilla Uh, But uh, thank you for the super chat, Sad Um, But uh, your thoughts on that side of things, Jimmy
0: No, I think, uh, you know, he's in the minority Let's put it that way Because Seth is hugely over right now And one of the things is that The crowd loves to chant his music And and going to this situation with him and Drew This is maybe the best I've heard Drew on the microphone Since he's been in the WWE Uh, This is, like like you said, Justin it, It sounded authentic It sounded real it almost it felt like he's giving a little peek behind the curtain kind of thing little little things he said during the promo like this is uh, your 53rd uh, re,
1: uh, what, what uh, did reinvent reinvent, re-invent yourself re- for the 53rd time. third
0: time is something like that. Yeah. So you know, just little things like that, you know, to make people go, "Ooh, he went there. I can't believe he went there." You know, it's it's it almost feels like he's supposed to be the heel in this, but at the same time you're kind of going How could he be the heel when he's speaking the truth? You know, that's how it feels here. So it's interesting where this is leading. And also with the Sammy situation, too, uh, and the little Easter egg, like you said, there's a lot of possibilities here. There's Seeds have been planted. Let's see which ones get watered. Uh, it was. Uh,
1: I, I just. I feel like this. This Drew thing. It reminds me of uh, another wrestling uh, pundit. I'll say. Uh, Simon Miller uh, has this. Had this bit where he would always talk about uh, people don't talk like that, and he would. He would show clips of pro wrestling promos and things people say that we we just assume is okay in pro wrestling promos, but he would make fun of how that's not how people actually talk. And I think Drew, when he was his super good guy, would do a lot of that. He would say things that normal people don't really say where this promo was very much how people talk and it really reiterated how to me like i was like yeah i finally got to beat brock lesnar in the main event of wrestlemania no one was there i finally got to have a title match in front of my home crowd and it was stolen from me and all this other stuff and you really started to realize just how like yeah he has had his his time stolen and Seth Rollins is kind of in trouble if he loses. It feels like that's exactly what makes me want to feel like I have to see this matchup because now I feel like neither of them can lose. And it's, it's just a really good, really good, uh, segment, couple segments there. Um, we got, uh, Ludwig Kaiser versus Johnny Gargano. And so Gargano comes out in a Ciampa, a champa shirt, who is not there tonight because of an injury. Uh, story of the match is Kaiser gets uh, upset with Vinci, so Vinci pokes Gargano in the eye, and that allows Kaiser to get the win. Next week, though, it's going to be Geo facing Gargano, and Gunther says Gargano better not be walking around backstage after the match. Uh, Justin, what I loved about this little bit here is dissension in groups is pretty common in WWE, but this one. I feel like they're not beating us over the head with it, but they do just enough to remind us that there is trouble in paradise at Imperium.
2: Yeah, they've been slow playing it. It's been, <clears throat> as we talked about, it's been one that they kind of keep revisiting every now and again. You know, again, another, another, another seed to water kind of analogy of when they want to go back to it. You know, I like what they did tonight. You know, so yeah, Champ is not there because he's not medically clear because of the attack that Imperium put on one of the week before. So it's, it's two on one absolutely kaiser should get the victory in this situation he does because you know he has vinci on the outside and so i like the fact that vinci is kind of the you know vinci with the little the little eye poke and, and cheat it's because of vinci that kaiser pulls it off or at least in part but yet vinci still has the pressure on him to also then do the same quality performance and beat gargano next week and if i'm on a fantasy book if i have the pencil i'm going to guess Champa will be around next week. He will be cleared, so he will be present. So it will not be a two-on-one advantage. It'll be equal playing field. And Benji's probably going to come up short because he's not going to have the same luxury that Kaiser had the week prior, and it's going to create more strife. So I like this because this is is good. I like the fact that you have the empire that Gunther is running, and he is still untouchable, which we'll get to in a minute. But yet the foundation underneath of him is starting to crumble. Uh,
1: Jimmy, the, the thing about Kaiser, I'm such a huge Kaiser fan, and I, he just had a picture-perfect moment right at the very end of all this where he looks at Vinci and just the look on his face was like, no pressure. No pressure. <laughs> like, it was yeah. so perfect. It was like, because he messed up too, but he totally just dumped it all on Vinci at the end. It was just chef's kiss. It was perfect.
0: It was perfect, and that's the beauty of it. Sometimes the simplest little things work, but they add layers. And that's what this is all about. When you tell a story, adding layers that make sense. And when you look back at this whole thing, like you said, they're slow playing it. And that's the good thing about it. They're not rushing into this thing. And the fact that, you know, Gunther may have an issue with Vinci, and we'll see what happens, uh, you know, next week. Again, it's making you want to tune in next week to see where this leads. And that's the main goal.
2: And can we all agree that the name actions and demeanor of and look of ludwig kaiser just cast itself perfectly as like one of the guys that john mcclain would just kill off and die hard (laughs) yes (laughs) yes
1: Yes. he he is so perfect villain he is you hollywood couldn't cast a better villain than ludwig kaiser just everything Mm -hmm. about him is just it's great like if this were if this were yeah. fifteen
2: if this were fifteen years ago, Vince would have him in the Marine. John Cena would have been shooting him dead in the Marine.
1: Yes, yes, it's a, I mean, because he's one of those guys. I love characters where if someone never watched wrestling and he walks out and says nothing, you're like, oh yeah, he's a bad guy. I don't, I don't like him. He's it's great. Um, so we got Becky Lynch walking around with the NXT title, and Indy Hartwell wants a shot at the title. So Becky Lynch says she's going to make it happen. Uh, she also mm-hmm. runs into Rhea Ripley, who has a brief stare down moment. Uh, later, Becky makes it official with Pierce, the match with Hartwell. So Zaya Lee says she wants a shot at the title. And Becky Lynch again says, just name a time and place. And so mm-hmm. Ziya says, okay, I will eventually. Mm-hmm. But then we get the stare down between Becky Lynch and Jade Cargill. Justin, mm-hmm. a couple of stare downs happened uh, with Becky Lynch. Which one was the biggest?
2: Well, you know, I, that's a great that's a great question. I mean, from from current context to the audience, I, I think I think the mass audience is probably going to say you would say the Rhea because of who Rhea is and who Becky is. Mm-hmm. But I think for those, you know, who are more in the know of, and who know who Jake Cargill is, um, that you know sends off all kinds of you know. So I, so I mean, it's a great great it's a great question. It's a great problem to have. Mm-hmm. which few do we go to first <laughs> you know which, <laughs> which one do we want to cash into the bank first <laughs> yeah. you know, it's a great problem to have <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. yeah that is uh when you're at the bank and you got two big checks you got to yeah. hand it over to the teller mm-hmm. which one do i cash right.
2: us. it's christmas time grandma <laughs> on this side of the family sent you this check grandma oh, which one do i want to cash for i mean it's it's a great problem to have yeah.
1: The, look is. at me, Look at us talk about tellers and banks. So many of our viewers and listeners are probably like, what's a teller? What? Who does, no, who does yeah. that? What's a check? What's a,
2: oh uh, my I guarantee half of our audience has no idea how to fill out a deposit slip. <laughs>
1: no, oh probably not. <laughs> yeah. uh, but, uh, but Jimmy, uh, this was, no. I mean, Becky Lynch is just, one of the things that makes her great is that you see her interact with a few people here. And you're already fantasy booking WrestleMania main events. Like that's right. that's crazy to me. I mean, because other times most people, and I, I know I'm critical of Becky Lynch a lot on this program, but I gotta I gotta say it. Whenever she's face to face with someone, I'm like that's a WrestleMania main event.
0: No, it, it feels like it, especially now. With, you talk about Jade and the way they presented her and brought her in, making her feel like a big deal. So the audience who are not aware of who she is, go oh. This is someone I think I should be paying attention to. And also the other ladies, this division right now is absolutely stacked. So yeah. there, are, like we said, this is a good problem to have. Who do we who do we pair up Becky with next? But you have that stare down with with Rhea as well. And that's a match that you can put off for a little while, especially if there's talk about maybe unifying the championships again. I don't know if that's that. Something they want to do. But if, if it is in their future down the line, maybe that's something they could they revisit. But uh, again, a uh, good problem to have,
1: you know, secular belt. Uh, it's not super chat, but I'm gonna call it an anyways, because I, I, I like this idea here uh, saying two opposing Survivor Series teams should try to recruit Jade. And maybe make that the story of which team can get Jade onto their side. I think that'd be an interesting. I,
0: either the blue hand muffs or, or whatever that's called. or, yeah. a, or a red one. <laughs> It'll depend what
1: goes better with the outfit. <laughs> uh, I, 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 do,
2: I do like that uh, because it's a situation. Obviously, it, it, it presents to the audience that Jade's important. If if, if if a crew of her peers are fighting to recruit her. So for the Did audience. You get-
0: the new GMs and
2: the GMs. So to you know to the audience, it doesn't know who she is, and that there are look there are more people that watch WWE than our AW. So that means there's a gap of people who don't know who Jade Cargo is. Yes. They, they they keep seeing her pop up, so they're probably starting to get the idea of oh this is some big deal. But I like that I like that thought, and uh, and then again, Jade, who you know the thing that she needs the most is more reps. Putting her in her Survivor Series style match can protect her, so her first showing in the ring isn't all on her in uh, her opponent. So I, I actually, I like that. I think that's a, you know, and the Chicago crowd's going to know who she is. So they'll, they'll probably be reacting. Uh, yeah. So that's a, that's a, that's a good idea. Hmm.
1: You know, if they do the war games thing, both teams could think that they have her on her side and then she's the last one to enter. And you don't really know until she starts attacking somebody. Hmm. Uh, that could be a, hmm. a fun little hmm.
2: thing there. I, I would have said, hold off and let her be, somebody who enters the rumble, but the fact that they immediately went to having her show up in all three brands, I don't think they can draw that out to the end of January. So I think, I think to back to that chat, I think you almost have to introduce her at survivor series. Cause I, it's like, I think you might get, you might start to aggravate the audience if you keep having her appear each week, but she doesn't do anything. anything. rumble. I think that might, you might shoot yourself in the foot. So yeah, I think survivor series at this point probably is the timeline.
1: Like that Lacey Evans situation. They had a while back no. where she would just walk out to the ring and then do nothing. Uh, for a long time, but uh, yeah, the women's division is crazy stacked on Raw, and in fact, uh, we get a, a quick backstage segment with Judgment Day, they're talking about tension, and there's a little tension with Rhea uh, handling business on her own for Judgment Day, uh, but they dismiss that, we get Rhea Ripley versus Shayna Baszler, and it's a good one, up until Nia Jax makes her way down to the ring, and everything gets thrown out as Raquel Rodriguez comes in, and Zoe Stark, the match gets thrown out, and the brawl continues until Zoe Stark is the last one standing. Uh, we later get a Miz interview that's interrupted by Nia Jack, saying mm-hmm. that she does the squashing on Raw. And then later, Rhea Ripley, she wants order in the division, so she's getting a fatal five way at Crown Jewel. Uh, Jimmy, mm-hmm. I-, I think we, said, we talked about it last week. This is just the, like, this is a tough women's division. I mean, I, I mean, there's like the top. Ten names are all just killers.
0: Mm-hmm. This is the most stacked it's been. Uh, you can argue ever, because even yeah. back in the Attitude Era, you know there were there were several ladies who can go. But now, this one here is you've you've got uh, what's the five way? Rhea, Shayna, Raquel, Starks, and Naya, I think is the five way, right? Yeah, those are the five. You can make a case for e- any one of them emerging from this match with the title belt. You can make an argument for any of them. And that's the beauty of this thing. It's not one of those matches where you go into it and you go, well, I don't see so-and-so winning uh, the title here. Or I don't see so-and-so winning the title. And this one, you say, well, I can see Rhea retaining because of this. I can see Shayna Winning because of this, you know, and go down the line, and that's the beauty of this thing. You can go in any direction, and has people guessing, and that's what entices people to watch. Again, that's it's right. all comes down to making people tune in to watch.
1: I mean, and that's, I mean, all these people. That's not even counting the fact that I think technically Becky Lynch still counts, and I mean, you hmm? you still have like uh, Sonia Deville on the shelf. You still oh. got um, Piper Niven. You've got Chelsea Green, who war- what is a part of this? You've got <laughs> I mean, a lot of people who maybe aren't the, the killers, you know, that win every time they're out there, like the five in this one, but still it's just a crazy division here. Uh, Justin, do you think the right call is a fatal five way, or should they have divvied this out a little bit to uh, stretch
2: it? Well, and first off, by the way, all the names you just mentioned. Oh, by the way, and they have a, a pretty, pretty deep NXT <laughs> women's roster that they're all chomping at the bit, ready for their chance. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, it's a little much to the five way, but. Um, you know, I, I, again, going back, going back to again, pitches of, of Jade. You know the way that they did Nia's promos tonight. At, you could go into survive. You could go into a show like a Survivor Series, and Survivor Series is not all team matches. You could go into a thing where Nia's like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm here squashing everybody. I want competition. I want competition. And Jade could answer it there. And and Nia and is one of those heels who she's so universally disliked, both by fans who just like to dislike the heel and both by the smarter fans who get worked so easily they all hate nia Jax. they all think that she can't work they all this thing so she is like she's kind of like the baron corbin on the female side where like it just gets heat so easily and manipulates easily that again if they want to introduce the jay cargill in the ring and, and and tell people you need to be cheering jay Cargill, Nia would be another one plus jay could actually physically you know stand uh, across from nia and be a threat so um so that's my long term pitch, but to the five way, yeah, maybe a little bit much. Maybe you could get a little bit more out of it before going right to five way, but I'll, I'll see what happens. I love the fact they had this much depth. It's uh, you know, they really made the point of the whole women's revolution. You know, what I guess like 2018, they really kind of pushed to that and they did a, an attempt. Mm-hmm. Now, now they truly have the depth in the roster, and not only the depth, not only not only having the bodies, and this goes to Triple H but they have they don't just push whoever is are the two champions on each brand. They've created other stories and other matches to make more than just two women and their two challengers important. And that's hmm. that, that's yeah. that's that's pretty that's pretty key to this whole thing.
1: Yeah, and that all said, too, I mean, everything we're talking about, we're not even talking about the the SmackDown, you know, roster either, uh, which has Bianca and Oscar and Charlotte and Charlotte. another EO Shirai and so many other incredibly talented wow. individuals. So it's just it's crazy, and what, what's great about it too is it, it, not going back that far. Surprisingly, it's it's a world where it's not like this is the blonde one. And this is the brunette one. You know what I mean? It's it, like they've all got very interesting characters and different personalities and they stand out in different ways. And it's it's awesome. And,
2: and, and, and they're having matches in Saudi Arabia, breaking down cultural barrier. I mean, it, it's, it's a it's a it's a crazy time, a crazy good time to be a, a female yeah. talent in WWE.
1: Yeah, it's I mean in general it's a good time to be a fan of WWE because uh, the next thing we're about to go to fellas is the big one. Bronson Reed versus Gunther for the Intercontinental title. Uh Justin, I I threw this out on Twitter and I'm going to stand by. I said if if Gunther can powerbomb Bronson Reed, he is the greatest wrestler of all time bar none. So Gunther is the greatest wrestler of all time bar none, right?
2: This was very entertaining, um, and, and, and think about this. You know, you go. This is a heel versus heel situation. That is that's that's a. And, and again, I, I can't wait to hear Jimmy's thoughts because he's been the third man in the ring for such classics. Heel versus heel is just a. That's just 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 to lay the match out of who's going to do what and expecting the audience to react and not be confused and not be. Like, they, they pulled this off. This this was kind of like, um, it was like they, they, they would slow build, slow build, slow build. Boom! Big explosion. Uh, disaster. Build, 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 build. Boom! Another big, like, they just managed to make this like a, just a build after build after build of explosions. Uh, this was the hardest that Bronson Reed has had to work since coming to Raw. And he did great. I thought he did great. Um, he had to work his ass off. But at the end of the day, Gunther wins, as he should still but uh yeah this was really well done and again a rare heel versus heel but they had the audience invested by the time they got to the uh but by the time they went home on the end of the match Uh,
1: Mm -hmm. jimmy i want just your overall thoughts of this i i think but i i gotta say i if this was a audition for gunther versus brock lesnar gunther versus another big hard-hitting guy i feel like this had to be a success right i mean this was this was fantastic
0: no, it was it, the match. There was nothing wrong with it, but it just it did what it was supposed to do. And Guter, you know, being the champion, you know, and 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 continuing that line, I think it was the right direction to go. Uh, then him facing uh, Bronson, I don't think was uh, the the crowd was a little silent at first, but they came along. They got mm-hmm. with the pack. They got with you know going, got into it, and you know everything was fine. You know it was the one thing. It was the good falsies that got the crowd into the match. The the crowd, those false finishes people were like, "Oh, my goodness, that was close. And at first, they were co- a little quiet, but they got the crowd to be interested afterwards. And that was the best thing about it.
2: Quiet because the crowd didn't have a good guy to cheer for. right. They, they were like, well, who am I, what am I what do I want to see here?
1: exactly. yeah, right. Uh, this, I, I got to give Bronson Reed credit. I think he did such a good job of being the bigger, stronger guy that looked and acted like the bigger, stronger guy. but also, made it very clear that Gunther was causing a lot of physical damage to him throughout and Gunther, He's so good. I mean, everyone talks about the chops and how hard hitting he is, but man, I tell you his, his selling is so good. And also the thing I love about him is he always looks like he's in a fight. He never has that. Like, yeah, sometimes you see little glimpses of guys that you like, it looks like they take the gas off a little bit Mm -hmm. or like they don't feel like they're in danger. He feels like he is in a fight the entire time. It's, it's really, really cool to see. Gunther's just incredible.
2: I will say this: we asked this earlier, kind of about like Nakamura and like I, I, I don't know. I mean, there's a good night, successful night, earned, earned earned your paycheck. I don't know where do you go with Bronson Reed. Like we've seen, like they've obviously they've reinvested in Bronson Reed. Like they've they've made us care about him and, and shown that like he's a guy who's got great size, but he can he, but he can move like a guy of his size shouldn't. But okay he just fell short of a of a very well advertised and promoted intercontinental title match um like unless he's like gonna be somebody who they like try to build back up and he tries to challenge Rollins like I like I do kind of wonder like where where does he go what what do we do with Reed if he stays on Monday nights but if you move him to Fridays that's a show that's one hour less that's a show that like the bloodline can occupy 45 minutes of 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 the show and rightfully so and it's like it's like where like So I do wonder, like, where does Bronson read? What does he go from here?
1: Yeah, he's kind of – there's not really a lot
2: of stuff for him, I guess, right now. You know what I mean? And he he doesn't strike – you know, he's not a guy that, like, Judgment Day doesn't need an enforcer or mercenary. Um, Imperium doesn't – like, I mean, like, I don't – like, he can't – you can't, like, latch him on with somebody. Like, I don't – you know, like, unless, like, unless like the Miz is like, I've been so disrespected I need a bodyguard. But that usually doesn't end well because you end up just taking frontline bullets. Right. Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, unless he does a face turn and goes against <laughs> Judgment Day, but I feel like you can't say that about
2: everybody. Yeah. Like that's I, 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 yeah. So that, that, that is my, that, I, I'm curious to where he goes from here mm-hmm. on at this point now. Yeah. Um, we move
1: on and we get a batch Stags segment with mm-hmm. Akira Tozawa helping the entire tag team division get ready to become championship level teams. Uh, and after a battle cry, both Alpha Academy and New Day confess. That Akira Tozawa has the best hips in the biz. Uh, I feel like that's an accurate summary, right, Jimmy?
0: I, yeah. I mean, <laughs> what can you say more than that? At least they're giving them something. Uh, you know, it's it. It it was a little bit uh, more haha than anything, but uh, you know, sometimes you need those little haha moments. Yeah.
1: I uh, Justin, I don't know why I, I feel like. Akira Tozawa is featured just for me.
2: <laughs> I think he is, because I'll tell you this. Uh, one of our uh, one of our loyal, regular uh, friends of the show, uh, uh, Bernie, right there, Bernie DC. Bernie actually reached out to me and messaged me and was like, do you think Jack Farmer would be Akira Tozawa? Uh <laughs> As he appeared tonight, and I was like, oh, yes. He would do it for <laughs> Halloween. Jack would totally do that for Halloween. With
1: my little, with my little workout gear. Oh, yeah. see He would totally do it. <laughs> he would
2: totally.
1: I absolutely so you're would.
2: So you're on people's minds, and they see Akira Tozawa. <laughs> they think Jack Farmer.
1: I, every time he shows up, I'm like, yeah, my guy. One of these days, he's going to get a big win. I mean, he did beat The Miz fairly recently. But one of these days, he's going to get a big win. And I'm going to celebrate. I, like, I won he, the Super Bowl. I,
2: I I can't. I hope he does something like I hope he eliminates somebody monumental in the rumble, so I can then like text you and like FaceTime you and see you in all your glory or or like I want to like I want to like meet the dude so I can like f- convey your love and fandom for him. Like I I just I feel that like it needs to, justice needs to be served in the sense of like you have been driving this bandwagon so earnestly, this bandwagon that's so light. So, I, I just, I, I want, I want, I want you to get your just due.
1: Tremendous. I would. Here's this is all I want to happen is that in the Royal Rumble, the Undertaker comes back and then Akira Tozawa drop kicks him just like, like Maven <laughs> and knocks him out of the ring. Wow, I'm not holding my breath for that one. <laughs> how about this? How about how about hey. this? How about
2: this? It's Royal Rumble, and we get interaction with Brock and Gunther. And Brock eliminates Gunther, that enrages Gunther to the point of then Gunther doesn't leave like he's supposed to. Gunther then gets up and starts as, as, as illegally, but he's doing there's no disqualification. Yeah. To the Royal rumble starts screwing Brock, pokes him in the eye to something, whatever, whatever. Brock is Brock is now blinded. Brock is whatever. And here comes Tazawa, the next entry, and Tozawa, drop kicks and Brock's been eliminated. So now we fuel the Gunther Brock problem. And my my Mania match. But Tazawa eliminates a Brock Lesnar. Forever on his resume.
0: I
1: will lose my mind. I will strip butt naked and run (laughs) down the streets.
0: Uh Uh (laughs) Uh-oh.
2: In excitement. (laughs) Well, don't FaceTime me then. But the next morning, give me a call. We'll have coffee and we'll talk about it. There you go.
1: I'll be running out of there. Yeah, Akira is ready. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's tremendous. Well,
1: uh, transition. <laughs>
0: Trans- There's no
2: transition from it's, that. It's, Moving it's, along. Jimmy, <laughs> when <laughs> was the last time you ran
0: naked through the street? Uh, I, I, going streaking
1: I through the quads.
0: I don't, I don't think I ever have, even as a child. But who knows? Is,
2: <laughs> is KFC still open? <laughs>
0: uh, no. <laughs> Jay J- <J-Fay> brother.
1: <laughs> oh, we're going streaking through the court. <laughs> um, so we get to the main event. Uh, Jay Uso and Cody Rhodes versus the Judgment Day. We've got uh, Dom helping out the Judgment Day, Sami Zayn shows up to help Cody. But the real story here is that Jimmy Uso shows up and takes out Jay Uso, allowing Judgment Day. To once again become the tag team champions. Uh, Jimmy, this is, um, I had two thoughts here. Part of me is like, this is great. We're building towards Jimmy versus Jay. I think that prints money. On the other hand, I feel a little bit like we're kind of back to square one.
0: Oh, I, I, I like more the the first thing you said. I want to try and think positive here. It, it's interesting because uh, to be honest with you, was I expecting it? Not really. But it felt like a, a bit of a surprise to me. You know, some some will say, you know, I expected somebody from Bloodline to come out and inter- interfere here. This this again, you talk about planting seeds. This is a, another good planting job. Let's put it that way. You make it makes you want to see brother versus brother down the line somewhere, and it's got to be at a major event. I don't, you know, people. Are, I saw somebody tweet something about, oh, you can you see the. You know, Jay versus Jimmy at WrestleMania, can it wait till then? I don't know if it can. That's a long, that's a long way really. away. Yeah, so uh, you, you think about Survivor Series, you know, here's the first one. Jimmy and the Bloodline versus, or Jimmy uh, Jimmy and his gang, so to speak, against Jay and his new friends. That Maybe that's a, a way to go, but it makes you want to see what happens with the brothers.
1: Yeah, yeah, Justin. I mean, even... Survivor series feels like it's a long ways away for this one,
2: but I think they are going to attempt to get this to Mania. I think, first off, I mean, it was a good, good surprise way to end this on the Judgment Day side of things. It looks like the judgment day is getting a little shaky, right? You know, Damien's kind of like, Rhea, what's all these phone calls? What are you doing? Like, you know, is, is, is she talking to Paul Heyman? Is she working out a deal with the bloodline? Is that why Jimmy showed up tonight? Like, so there's like a there's that going on. And so just when you think the bloodline between that and the whole J.D. McDonough stuff, just when you think the bloodline might be shaky, they get strong again and win some titles. So it's kind of like the last rise up before they might truly get brought down, right? So I like that aspect. Uh, I also didn't, I mean, Cody versus Jay, that that wasn't something I wanted to see for months on and as them as champions. So I'm happy to kind of see them drop the titles. The the, the Jay versus Jimmy, it's kind of like, okay, so you keep reminding us that they're, on different sides of things, like Jimmy said, maybe you get to Survivor Series. They're on opposite sides there. You can kind of get to Rumble probably pretty gracefully. You, know, you can easily strategically place them and Rumble at at at, at 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 odds with each other. One of them eliminates the other, whatever. And then you get to Mania. So, I mean, it could be done because probably because there's enough other cast members all around this mm-hmm. and because it stretches over both Raw and SmackDown. So there's so many other people involved in this you probably could get this to go to Raw or to, to Mania. I think about this time last year. I mean, they they wanted Dom versus Ray at Mania and they managed to stretch it by putting them on separate brands and they kept them apart for a while. So like it can be done if that's what you want. And especially if this year's Mania truly is about like is this the end of the bloodline? You know, depending on what Roman does, whether it's with Cody, whether it's with The Rock, whatever, like with that and if you have brother versus brother and jimmy and jay you know solo could certainly have a big match he's been protected so 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 well so it's a challenge in WWE's climate of, of having as much programming as they do but i do think they are honestly going to make the attempt to try to get this brother versus brother 101 dragged out to philadelphia city city of brotherly love not so much for the usos
1: oh that'll be a, such a you're yeah they're they're dragging us out to WrestleMania just for that ah just for yeah. that connection it's, it's marketing
2: pal <laughs>
1: <laughs> the most tremendous wrestlemania of all time not mm-hmm. stupendous or was whatever mm-hmm. next next mm-hmm. next word uh yeah i mean i i do i like the idea of brother versus brother uh, and just when you phrase it like that you're right i wasn't super pumped about jay and cody as champions i guess it just felt like oh this is what we had A few weeks ago but you're Mm -hmm. right it is a better situation overall so i it is a good thing i guess i just i don't know i don't know what i expected
2: but 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 again now i ask you aside from let's just fast forward we all can kind of everybody can kind of have something to do for survivor series survivor series with 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 five on fives you know there's there's something for everybody but again it's like what do you do with cody right now do you stall until we get back around a rumble where Cody's got to win rumble again. Like it's like where now you know, where, where's Cody? I mean, he's not going to go backwards. He's not going to go ch- challenge Gunther. Is he like, right. So it's like, again, even though Gunther and the IC title are more important than it's ever been in
0: 35 years. But like, it's the other thing. It's like, all right, what the hell's Cody doing now? Right. Right. No, no that's, that's, that's a, a, a very big concern right now because, you know, you talk about others too. And, you know, you, the story hasn't finished yet. He hasn't, you know, gotten to where he's supposed to be, or or we projected him to go, and and you know the the whole thing of uh, you know him and Roman Reigns they had that face to face, so they're again hinting that that isn't over with either. So it, it's curious to see where this goes and and when.
2: My fantasy book for Cody between now and whatever he does at Mania is he kind of says such he says I need to get back to finishing the story. I've done all my I've I've I've, I've. The, uh, buried all my demons from the past. I needed to get this world title, and then all of a sudden, that music hits. And with my pen here, Randy Orton returns. Ooh. We keep hearing that Orton's been trained at the Performance Center. He's mm-hmm. getting closer to coming back. Maybe he's insisted on coming back, even though he's back. Maybe not the best. Randy Orton comes back and goes, "Oh, you've buried all of your past. Let's talk about the past." Oh, oh that'll be so. If you're gonna finish your story, you got to get through your first mr miyagi your first sensei
1: wow Ooh, i like that i like mm-hmm. that I, and i think that's a good place to to end it for today i think that's i i just i like the idea of randy orton yeah. coming back that's a that's a yeah. good one so we're gonna mm-hmm. wrap it up there everyone in the chat let us know what you thought overall of the show and uh before we go as always jimmy where can the world find you online and what do you think of the show
0: first of all i thought the show was solid you know, it had its, it, it had its moments that were really good. And other moments where you went, mm-hmm. but still overall, I thought it was a solid show heading into the, uh, um, the next PLE. I almost called it a pay-per-view, but uh, you know, and uh, as, far, as far as working catch, catch myself, obviously here on Monday nights after raw Wednesdays after dynamite with Justin and Issa, And, you know, uh, I'll be back on the reffing it up podcast this week with my good brother in stripes, uh, Brian Hebner. And, uh, RJ, you know, running the ship for us. And of course, on all my social media accounts where I'm doing my and rants, where, as I always like to say, from from Monday to Wednesday, I don't critique to tear down, but to help tighten screws that I think need tightening.
1: Back back to the grindstone, Jimmy, doing mm-hmm. his reffing It Up podcast again. Uh, Justin, now that you're done being a, a fashion model, let us know where the world can find you online, what you thought of the show, and hit us with a little blue steel before uh, <laughs> we're done.
2: Show was good. Uh, and again, you know, Raw's three hours, but we don't talk lately. We haven't been talking about that. Used to be we talk about all oh, three hours, but I mean, it's long. It's, th- it's three hours. Three hours is long for anything. But it's, they, they, I think they're, they're trying their best to make the most. And I think that's where we get into some of the formatting things that we were kind of critiquing earlier. I think that's why we get some of the it's awkward for the live audience. I think that's why I think it's their way of getting the three hours to keep flowing. But uh, whatever. Hold the topic. But overall, pretty good Raw. Um, you know we're build a crown jewel uh, at Justin Labar here on Mondays, as Jimmy said on Wednesdays with with he and Issa every Friday morning. Myself, Dave Lagreca, Thunder Rosa spar with Labar on Busted Open Channel One Fifty Six. I haven't said this to anything. I haven't said this to anybody yet. Not even to YouTube privately. Ooh. But keep tuning in to me on Busted Open. There might be some more news coming down the pike Ooh. of more Labar. From more mm. busted open, so oh. keep supporting that venture because mm. I hear there's been a seed planted.
1: Interesting. Now, uh, now Justin Labar, Justin Labar, you're not the kind of person to make uh, frivolous comments mm. like that. No. So this mm-hmm. is this has got to be something good. Yeah, everyone, mm. make sure to check that out. That's going to be spicy. So I'm not, uh, no,
2: no, no, no news coming this week. I'm just saying, well, start tuning into Fridays because if mm. you like the sound of Labar on Busted Open, mm. maybe that's for you
1: i everyone check it out i think that i yeah good stuff well i don't know i don't know what's coming i'm just assuming you you don't say stuff Mm -hmm. like that unless you have something just you're not the guy that goes i gotta i got something and then nothing happens so i think everyone tune uh you can find me at real jack farmer across all social media doing doing nothing really (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Chatting. Uh thank you guys, everyone who's in the chat with us, whether you're a lurker or whether you're live, uh mm-hmm. hanging out with us. Dream Realm, Bernie, Dylan, Ricky, Baby Ice, uh, Kayla Demons.
2: I'm sorry, Jack. Please we have to we have to let the live crowd get this. Please pull up your Twitter. Oh no. Please pull up your Twitter. Oh no. D- Dylan Matthews did it again.
0: Mm-hmm. Pull up your Twitter, please. Uh, oh no. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Oh.
1: let me let me see if I get
0: everybody go follow
1: don't,
2: at don't Dylan uses... everybody go follow at Dil- <laughs> go follow at Dylan Matthews 91 if you're on the audio only feed or if you are watching go follow <laughs> at Dylan Matthews 91 he oh has God. Jack farmer doing the Tazawa tonight
1: <laughs> the, doing the Tazawa <laughs> so Tremendous. i'm not gonna keep any of you any longer you gotta go follow dylan uh yeah. <laughs> this is fantastic dylan you did it again pal uh yeah. thank you guys so much uh make sure to follow at wrestling inc we'll be here tomorrow for after nxt show uh we'll see you guys next time go check out twitter and at dylan matthews 91
2: doing the cha-cha slide look at uh-huh. you